Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slay's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Cornelius, Marvin Jones. Stafford! Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Cornelius! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on, everybody? We are back, and I guess we're not back. I'm back, because I wanted to get a quick show in for you guys. Uh, Grifka won't be joining us today. I'll still give him one bell, though. Um, Just crazy with the holidays, so Grifka wasn't able to make it. And then uh tried to get my buddy Stefan. Uh, Stefan's a guy who uh, I've hit up a couple Turkey Day games with. We were at that game against the Texans where it was just back and forth all day. Um, they had that one play where the runner was down, and they didn't call him down. He scores a touchdown. Jim Schwartz throws the flag. Everybody knows it's a good challenge, but they say it's not challengeable. And the Lions end up, I think, losing that game in overtime. So that was crazy. So I tried to get Stefan on the show. We weren't able to work it out either, unfortunately. Uh, my buddy Choppy, uh, we've been to some Lions games as well. Seeing if he could sub in, we weren't able to make it work. So I'm going to go solo today for a little uh, Detroit Kool-Aid cast for all you guys. Just kind of work through that Panthers game. Talk a little bit about this uh, Thanksgiving Day matchup against the Bears. And then we'll get out of here. So uh, appreciate everybody listening today. Um, I'm kick this thing off with our injuries. So, you know, just looking at the Lions' injuries right now, I mean, everybody knows Carryon Johnson's the big one. I mean, this guy has been running the football amazing. Uh, he's really been a catalyst um, to the offense in general, even though our offense still isn't clicking the way we want to. Uh, he's going to be out this game, hopefully, you know, in the next game or two. I would love to have him back because we'd love to build off what he's done this year and keep seeing what he can be as a feature back heading into 2019. We also did get word that Marvin Jones is going to be out again. That kind of surprised me. I mean, when he got hurt, it didn't look too serious. He was out last game. I was really hoping he'd be able to come back and uh, play in this football game, but he's going to be out. They were able to make it work against the Panthers, but, you know, I I really think Marvin Jones on the other side of Kenny Galladay really makes a big difference, so we'll see if that impacts the uh, the Thanksgiving game. I haven't heard on Big Mike, Big Mike Roberts, uh, you know, he started his career slow here with the Lions, then he popped up out of nowhere, had a few touchdowns, made a few plays, that was nice to see, he's a big red zone threat, kind of hit that, got that shoulder injury, looked looked really bad a a week or two ago, 
Um, but I've, I've heard he's been back down in the practice field, so that's been good. Hopefully he can get in there and, and do some things. And then uh, I put this one in just for Grifka before I knew we weren't going to be able to record together this week. Ziggy, uh, <laughs> Ziggy Ansa has been uh, has been good in limited snaps coming back. I mean, he's made sacks, he's had pressures, and he continues to practice on a limited basis, so I'd expect to see him out there. And, you know, he's uh, he's impactful when he's been on the field, so... Everybody, I'm sure you're getting ready for your Thanksgiving here coming up uh, soon. And uh, so I'm going to serve a big, tall glass of that Detroit Kool-Aid today. And by the end of this, you'll have your turkey, you'll have your stuffing, you'll have your mashed potatoes, and you'll probably have the Lions in the playoffs and maybe headed to the Super Bowl by the time this Kool-Aid cast is done. So um, let's jump right into it. Uh, let's get right to that Panther win, uh, win over the Panthers. I mean, this was a game me and Grifka both picked as a loss. The Lions had not been playing good football. But, man, I want to say this to all the people out there listening, too. Happy Galladays. Uh, happy Thanksgiving and happy Galladays. Uh, Kenny Galladay, the guy I've been touting all year long, really came up absolutely huge, and that was great to see. So, um, like I said, this was a game we came in. We thought it was going to be hard to deal with Christian McCaffrey. We thought they had a lot of little skill players that were going to give us trouble. And, man, they sure did on the first drive. I mean, it was just embarrassing to watch the, the Carolina Panthers came out, boom, 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 right down the field, 90 yards, um, scoring a touchdown on the Lions. That was just something, you know, all the all the Grifkas out there were probably already shut the TV off and thought this was going to be a, an automatic loss, going to be just a beatdown. Uh, it was just tough to see with, uh, you know, Swiss cheese type defense, just getting, um, making it look like a practice out there. But man, did they get it together after that? Um, the Lions O uh, came right back out, looked good on their first drive. Matt Stafford seemed to have a little bit of that mojo. I mean, he was just coming down, up and down the field, making good plays, good passes, had a little up tempo at some points, which was nice to see. We've been calling that for a while. And uh, they put a rate right in the end zone with, uh, with I believe, that, that pitch play they ran to carry on where they pitched it out to the left, which, again, man, how many times have I told Grifka that we need to get carry on on the edge? He seems to be great out there using his stiff arm, using his speed. Um, they pitched it. We had a few blockers out there. I mean, there was nobody there. It was an easy walk-in touchdown for the guy. So um, let me just talk for a minute again about Carrion Johnson. I know I'm hyping him and Kenny Galladay every show. But Carrion Johnson continues to get these amazing little three, four, six-yard runs where there's nothing to be had. He breaks a tackle, he gets his legs churning, he moves up the field, he moves the chains. I mean, this is what the Lions have missed the last few years when they were running Amir Abdullah, Theo, um, some of these guys out there that, yeah, they're talented athletes and players, but when it comes down to gritty runs, I mean, I don't remember too many runs where Amir's breaking two, three tackles and knocking a guy over to get um, get a first down. So I I loved what I saw there from carry on. And the other thing that's crazy is when there is a hole there, as far as the offensive line blocks it up nice, I mean, this guy doesn't get three, four, five yards on those. He gets 20. I mean, he's busting up the field with some speed. He's, um, you know, has the ability to, to break the big ones, to score touchdowns. And the, the biggest thing I love about this guy is he's a true three-down back. I mean, I know the Lions are going to want to spread it around, keep him healthy in the long run, but 
you never have to take this guy off the field. I mean, he's great in the pass game. He's good now as far as pass protection. He'll only get better. I mean, what can you say? The guy looks like an NFL running back. He's got good speed, but he also has good bulk, good overall size at the position, productive in high school and college, productive as a rookie. I mean, there's a lot of great things to look forward to, too, for the Lions in in, in the run game with number 33. So you got to love that. Um, the other guy we want to talk about today is Kenny G. I mean, happy Galladay's. Kenny Galladay was... Um, he, he was good, he was great, but the reason is because they got him the football. Like I've been saying, if this guy's going to be your number one, and obviously he's number, your number one with Marvin out, you have got to feed this guy. I mean, I felt like they made a concerted point to make him the first look, get him the football, and he does what he does, which is he does not drop the ball. He goes up and gets it when it's contested. When you throw it to him, he still has some catch run-after-catch ability. And and the touchdown play was absolutely unbelievable. Like, Matt Stafford threw one of his three-quarter sidearm, kind of lofted up, but at least he gave the guy a chance. And that's all you got to do with uh, with number 19. I mean, give him a chance. The guy goes up and make, makes plays. He's got the sticky hands, does not drop the football. And, uh, and you got to keep doing that. I mean, even today, um, as, we, as we head towards Turkey Day, I mean, He's the only big-time receiver out there, but there's lots of teams out there that only have a number one and then have some side items since we're heading towards Turkey Day. Kenny Galladay is the main course on this team, and you have to feed him. You have to absolutely make him the centerpiece of the meal. And, again, it happens on other teams where the main guy is getting 12, 14 targets, and which results usually in seven, eight, nine catches for upwards to 100 yards and it helps him get in the end zone. So don't spread it around too much where you're ignoring this guy. You're not getting the ball and you're not um, making him a centerpiece of the team while Marvin is out. And when Marvin comes out, if he sees a little less coverage, you still have to make him a centerpiece just due to his athleticism too. I mean, when you see this guy, he looks different in a uniform. I mean, he's 6'4", probably upwards in the 220 range. and he, I mean, he's just proven time and time again that if the ball is in the area, he's going to go up and do almost all he has to to get it. And then if he's got any room after the catch, he's going to make plays there too. So uh, a great game for, for Kenny. I mean, I want to talk a little bit about Stafford. I mean, I felt he played okay. I mean, he managed the game. He led the team to a victory. He made a few big clutch plays when it happened, but there were a few too many times in this game again where I felt like he was spewing the ball kind of all over the field. Ball was high. Ball was out of bounds. You know, wasn't making plays sometimes with his feet like we like. Wasn't just wasn't as sharp as you would hope. I mean, he was he was okay. He was good, but he wasn't great. And I still feel like I'm looking for that Stafford of old where. He's making incredible throws in all types of small windows. He's running when he needs to. He's yakking with the other team, talking some smack, you know, putting the ball up deep, which, again, I I don't know how many deep balls we had in this last game against the Panthers, but I feel like we may have stretched it a couple times 
which is more than we've done in the past, but it wasn't enough. I mean, we need to use this guy's arm, throw the football down the field. So he's okay. I want him to be better. You know, I like the up-tempo if we get that going a little bit more. I understand that without some of these playmakers and with the injuries we have, you kind of have to manage the game. I'm really curious to see what happens on Thanksgiving because without carry-on back there, it's going to revert to the old Lions where he's probably going to have to throw it 40-some times. Doesn't have the grace of weapons on the outside. Can he make? Can he get it done? But we'll dive into that game against the Bears here in a minute. Um, the carry-on injury is big. I brought it up in the top. I mean, when, when he kind of fell down there, I didn't really think much of it. Seemed to kind of jam his knee on the turf. I mean, this guy's had an injury history. He's kind of been banged up across the board, but I think that, you know, the news coming out was good. It was kind of disappointing. You know, I think he had 70, 80 yards heading into the half. You know, wasn't able to do basically anything in the second half. Went to the locker room, never came back. I mean, you just hope this isn't something that lingers. This isn't something that, uh, you know, nags at the guy if he does come back. But didn't look too serious. I mean, really hoping that in the next few games he can get back and end this season strong. He's an integral part not only to the team right now, but obviously moving forward, see what we can put around him and beef up that defense a little bit. So, you know, the injury was a big thing. The Lions were able to push through it and get that victory. Um, how – I don't understand in this game against the Panthers how we held Christian McCaffrey down. I mean, the biggest thing the Lions don't do well is guard, you know, guys coming out of the backfield and tight ends with their linebackers and slot guys. And that's all Christian McCaffrey does is he kills people coming out of the backfield, catching the ball, making plays. I thought for sure he was going to get loose for a big score. And, uh, I mean, he didn't do barely anything in this game. I mean, that, that was crazy. That was great to see. I mean, if the Lions can continue to take out some of these top playmakers, I mean, that's going to make a huge, huge difference. So that was tremendous to see. Now, on the flip side of the coin, uh, they sure didn't do well with uh, DJ Moore. I mean, DJ Moore is a rookie. He's a really young guy. He's a guy that coming out of the draft was a, uh, a player that – you know, can catch the ball, make plays after the catch, really kind of a physical player when it comes to ball in the air, when it comes to blocking, run after catch. Just He's just a young receiver that has a lot of tools but didn't ever seem like he was going to be a, a legit number one. But, man, he sure showed out in this game. I mean, he was making plays every time I looked up. Um, we got a hit on probably one of the crucial plays of the game. I mean, they throw the ball to DJ Moore, he gets loose. He's basically walking into the end zone. And uh, here comes number 40 and number 23. I mean, Jared Davis on his horse, way down the field, trying to make a play. And big play, Darius Slay. I mean, on his horse, on his pony, he gets after this ball and actually gets DJ Moore to the ground, probably inside the 10. I mean, still didn't look good for the Lions because Carolina is great in that short area. And he makes the tackle. I mean, wow. What an unbelievable play by Slay. And who knew? But, man, a few plays later, the Panthers kind of stall out and still have a short field goal. You know, he's basically chalking it up, going to get some food at that point, And, boom, hits the upright again. I mean, unbelievable luck the Lions have had with kickers this year. <laughs> what a what a play by Slay and what a um, 
what a hustle play. I mean, what a what a testimony to never quitting on a play and seeing that was an easy seven. Next thing you know, it's an easy three, and then next thing you know, it's zero. I mean, huge play in the game. A few other um, missed kicks or hits off the upright. And, uh, man, this ball game's coming down late. It's a, it's a back-and-forth game. Uh, the Lions are coming down, and like I said, I mentioned it earlier, Matt Stafford, I want to say it was even a third down, too. Third down and pretty long. He throws the football up to Kenny Galladay, kind of basically a 50-50 ball. I mean, he puts it in a great spot. But, I mean, there's not too many players on the planet that make that play. I mean, Kenny basically full extension, I mean, horizontal to the field laid out, and he absolutely makes a tremendous play on the ball, able to not only catch it, but pull it in, you know. I I felt they showed that catch a few times. I mean, I don't know why they kept showing it to me. Not only did he catch it, first of all, he tucked it away. When he hit the ground, the ball did kind of pop free towards, you know, between his legs, but he kept his, his hand on that football all the way through. I mean, it was a definite catch. It was a heck of a play. And, uh, you know, didn't know if it'd be the game winner at that point. But, uh, I mean, that's a that's a young guy in his second year making plays. I mean, making a game-winning type play. Making a play that nobody else on the Detroit Lions basically can make. So, that was tremendous. You know, super hype at that point. And then I'm wondering, okay, can this defense come up big? The defense, I haven't talked about it much here in the podcast, but... I mean, this D has been much better against the run the last few games. I mean, Snacks Harrison has been an absolute beast. And and again, without Grifka here, I can't yell at him. But let's talk about the, at the trade deadline for a moment. I mean, the Lions went out and got Snacks Harrison for fifth-round pick. The guy's under contract for two, three more years. I mean, any Lions fan that has two eyes is watching the game and can see this guy is a huge impact in the run game on this defense. He's here. He's locked up for the next couple of years. Like, that's a huge building block. And, uh, man, the run defense has been much better. I mean, I feel we are just a sieve in the pass game right now. But getting Slay back made a huge difference. Um, anytime the ball goes anywhere near Nevin Lawson or Tees, it's an absolute catch. I'm just praying it's not a touchdown when it goes to one of those people. But, I mean, overall, the defense has been better. I mean, Kennard continues to get after the quarterback. I mean, Ziggy has been pushing the pocket back even when he's not making plays. He's getting some good push, some good rush out there. I mean, you got to like what you see. And, I mean, we're still going to have to win games Balanced, You know, our offense has to be good. Our defense has to be, you know, better than average to win football games right now. But what I see is an offense that has enough pieces to do it, especially, you know, when everybody's healthy. And a defense that's only going to get better because we're going to load up in the draft and free agency on that side of the football. I guarantee it. Get some playmakers, get some blue chippers, and it's going to be a whole different team. So um, the defense played big. I mean, they played terrible on the first drive. They played pretty well to great kind of throughout the game, keeping Cam Newton in check, keeping uh, Christian McCaffrey in check. I mean, I felt like that was some good stuff, was able to get off the field on third down a couple times. But here we go. You know, after the Kenny catch, they got to stand up and make a play. And I feel like Carolina, again, at the worst time in the game, went went down the field on us, was able to get in the end zone, and, 
And here goes Riverboat Ron, Ron Rivera on the Panther sideline. Going for two, basically a slap in the face to this Detroit Lions defense, saying, we don't respect you. Uh, we can do whatever we want right now. We're just going to put this in, win the ball game, and uh, act like this game never happened for them. So he, he goes for it on, on two point to basically win the game. You know, I was very nervous because the, this is this is classic area for the Carolina Panthers. You know, short, short field. You know, they got their option game open. They got the swing pass to McCaffrey open. They got the run with Cam Newton open. They've got all these little receivers. I mean, DJ Moore. They got Samuels out there. They could throw the big fade to Funchy. I mean, all this stuff's running through my head. Of, They just have so many options, and this is where Cam Newton excels. Is, you know, tight field, short yardage. And sure enough, man, he scrambled around. Lions tried to be sticky, tried to stay with their guys, but guy breaks wide open free, basically right in front of Cam Newton's face, too, which is the surprising part. Like, he broke free right in front of his grill, and, and Cam Newton just just absolutely airmails this football, you know, 10 feet over the guy's head. I mean, at that point, I, I felt kind of bad because I sent a couple messages to some buddies saying, ball game, <laughs> you know, super excited but not thinking, oh, man, you know, there's still a little bit of time left. we got to get this uh, onside kick. You know, there's been things, times in Lions history where, you know, they haven't been very good in some of those areas. So, um, you know, the onside kick came. You know, it was it was a dribbler to uh, Zach Center, but uh, luckily he was able to get on it and, and win this game. So, you know, just to wrap it all up, I mean, I thought it was a huge win for the Lions. I know most people are already thinking about the draft, thinking about next year, and, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, some of my thoughts are there too. But, um, you know, I'm a Lions fan. I'm a Detroit Kool-Aid drinker. So I, I definitely do want to see this team get some W's, you know, play well, get get kind of that good momentum going, get this coach into a spot where he can really excel in 2019 with better players, a good draft, good free agency, all that type of stuff. So, um, you know, I'll take it, definitely. Another home win, a, a win that wasn't expected. I mean, you got to love that. And uh, it'd be nice um, to head into uh, Thanksgiving, which you're about to talk about, and, uh, and stack another one up. I mean, why not? Why not stack another one up? and then see what you can do after that. So, um, a good win by the team. You know, Stafford was good. Kenny, carry on, played huge. Defense made enough stops to get us the victory. So, um, got to love that. Me and Grifka were both wrong, and we're happy to be wrong when the Lions put up a dub. So, um, good stuff there. Now, uh, this is going to be a combined um, podcast, so we're just going to jump into uh, Turkey Day, talk a little bit about that, give you my predictions, hit you with a few questions, and then uh, we'll get out of here so everybody can enjoy uh, the holiday. And then we'll come back after the holiday and kind of recap everything, get Griff back on the show, and uh, kind of talk some more lines that way. So Thanksgiving Day, man, oh, man, so many so many crazy memories. I know when I was living uh, right, right down there um, uh, in Royal Oak, um, there's no fonder memory than me and the Big Hughes. Loading up my S10 at that point, we actually put the full grill in the back. I mean, the uh, the the full size grill went in the back of the truck. Drove down. I mean, we got there so early on a Thanksgiving that there weren't even parking attendants. So we basically pulled into the lot, set up shop, and then started taking the 
<laughs> we started taking money and started parking people. I mean, it was that crazy. But uh, we we grilled up the turkey on the grill. I mean, we had the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, all that good stuff. I mean, I remember making a sign <laughs> with Matt Millen's head on a turkey. Um, tried to get that into the stadium. They wouldn't allow, allow that, but we had a bunch of fun with that. I mean, we've been to so many Thanksgiving games down there. It was just tremendous. So tons of tons of memories. I could just run them down all day, but that's one that I remember of just cooking up the full Thanksgiving meal right on the grill, being there so early that nobody else was even around downtown, and uh, just having a ton of fun when we get into the game. So, um, you know, I assume this, this one will be no different. I mean, uh, the Bears coming to town. The Bears are leading the division. You know, they think they're just playing tremendous football. Um, again, I just hit it right off the bat. I mean, to me, it's a slap in the face that they didn't think they're going to just roll out uh, their backup quarterback, Chase Daniel, and get away with that here in Detroit and get a victory. I mean, they're not going to do that against most other teams. But they think, you know, hey, we beat these guys down a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they're, they got a bunch of injuries on that side. I mean, we could just manage the game. They think Nagy's going to pull out a couple rabbits out of his hat and just be able to offensively scheme us and get this victory. So, I mean, if I'm the Lions, I take that personally. I mean, Chase Daniels has played, I want to say, three games his entire NFL career in the regular season. I mean, come on. This guy, <laughs> I don't care how well he knows the offense. You're going to come into a hostile forward field in a place that – um, yeah, he's going to make some plays, but is he going to be able just to dominate and win this game? No, I don't think so. I think they're going to rely more on their run game, the Bears will. I think they think their defense is just good enough to show up and just beat the Lions. I, I don't agree. I mean, if we can scheme a way to slow down Cleo Mack, I mean, I don't I, I don't think they have a, a bunch of playmakers. I mean, I love Roquan Smith in the draft. But I can't tell you a bunch of people on their back end. I mean, I liked Eddie Jackson coming out of the draft, too. He's been a, a pleasant surprise for them. But other than that, I mean, yeah, they're they're pretty good. I mean, the numbers are good, and they've been good this year. But it's not a defense that I don't think Stafford can make plays against and can can find a way to win. So, I mean, that's my big thing right off the bat. I mean, I just, I just hate that they just think they're rolling out their quarterback and it's going to be fine. That's just ridiculous. So, I mean, my big thing with this for the Lions is, I mean, can they build off that last win? I mean, they had a great win against the Panthers. You know, they've got a lot of pride. I mean, they know that they don't have all their A-plus skill players right now. But, I mean, overall, their defense is pretty healthy. And if they can find a way to manage I mean I don't know Mike Ford was pretty hit or miss last game but they've got to manage Tease and Nevin Lawson I mean the less snaps the better for these guys I mean I don't know if you can move digs back on people play Tavon Wilson in the back end or get you know we got to talk about Tracy Walker I mean this guy made a pick last game he's really been coming on I think he's got to be out there more. I mean, he played some corner in college. I mean, we got to start looking at any options because that's going to be big. But can the Lions build off that last win? Can they use this Turkey Day um, vibe and mojo to get this victory? I think this game's winnable. I mean, can the Lions stop their run game? I think they match up well against like a Jordan Howard type. I mean, we have snacks in the middle. 
we have some linebackers that can plug the holes. So I don't see Jordan Howard doing a ton of work. I mean, could he fall in the end zone? Sure. You know, could he have 50, 60 yards? Sure. He's not going to game break you. Um, Tariq Cohen, I felt like, didn't do anything last time we played him. You know, he had a terrible yards per carry. I want to say it was like under two yards. Um, I can't remember if he got in the end zone that game or not, but I mean he's a he's a he's a splash player. I think this guy is dynamic when he runs. I mean when he runs, he's up there with Tyreek Hill and a few others as far as just legit speed on the field. So I mean that's something to account for, no doubt about it. The Lions are going to have to be on their p's and q's because you do not want him getting out loose in the screen game. And taking one, you know, 60-plus on you for a touchdown. So I think that's going to be important. Um, no Marv, no KJ, man. That worries me a lot. I think that, you know, on Johnson to me is going to be the biggest missing piece. I mean, he, you know, who's going to fill in for him? Like, the more I've been thinking about it this week, I mean, everyone's thinking, oh, you know, maybe LeGarrette Bond will do some things. You know, maybe Theo will be a bigger role. Like, as crazy as it sounds, I mean, I think I think Zach Zenner is going to be the guy. He, we just signed him back a few weeks ago, but I've heard a few interviews with him. I mean, he knows this offense really well. He's a super intelligent guy. He can block. He can catch. He can run. I mean, I've never been a Zach Zenner fan because I felt like he's Zach Zenner, bro. I mean, <laughs> he uh, was undrafted for a reason. He had great college production but he's not an NFL prototype guy. But he, this is the kind of situation where I think he can surprise some people. I think he can make some plays. I think he can move some chains. I mean, I'd be looking for him, you know, in the run pass game a bit more than a LeGarrette Blunt. Now, I think LeGarrette Blunt needs to get going in regards to they seem to still be using him just at spotty work or maybe when they get down close, maybe he can bang one in. But I just haven't seen the juice from this guy. I feel there are times where he has kind of the sweet feet where he can make a move and and get upfield and do some things, but a lot of times like he's just kind of stuck in mud and getting, you know, the plays aren't blocked well for him or whatever the situation is, but he just hasn't, hasn't been good. I mean, like the guy, you know, he seems like a good locker room guy, but just wondering if he just doesn't have it anymore. So, you know, he could surprise me too, but, I mean, if I'm going in this game, I'd love to sort of feature Zach Zenner because, again, he's been kind of off the radar and do what I've said a bunch of times here on the show. I mean, I saw a glimpse of it. I think it was uh, last week and last couple weeks. Theo Riddick in the pass game is a problem for defenses. Like, <laughs> if you can run the right routes at the right time, and there's been a few drops and a few issues by not only by Theo, but I think it was last game against the Panthers when he was wide open on the screen and Matt Stafford just guns the ball at him as hard as he can. I mean, come on, man. If you can throw the ball with some touch and get the ball to Theo in open space, he's dynamic, man. He's a he's basically a slot receiver. He's a receiver that they call a running back. So use him that way. You know, just spread him out. Don't always run that same arrow route that they like to run all the time. You know, mix it up. Be a little creative. JBC, you know, um, use this guy and make him a dynamic player. I think he can be, but he's not a dynamic runner of the football. And you can't keep running the same place for him. you got to mix it up and you got to get him the ball in space and let him do what he does, which is throw that 
throw that stanky leg on the defenders and make them miss, and then, you know, who knows? I'd love to see him house call a, a play in this game. I don't feel like he's gotten the end zone much the last couple of years. So that's my take on it. I mean, I'm looking for Theo and Zach Center to be in the run game. You know, Kenny's basically the only guy outside again, so you're going to have to force feed him targets. You know, I don't see that being a huge issue. But uh, they're going to have to get creative offensively because you are a little bit thin there. This is a game I think the defense is going to have to step up, make some turnovers, make a few big stops when they need them. You know, frustrate Chase Daniel because as much as he thinks he knows everything, I mean, I think if you can rattle his cage a little bit, it could be a long day for him and that offense. So if I got to predict this game Thanksgiving Day, you know, the Lions with a little bit of juice. They always seem to play good on Thanksgiving. I mean, I see this game as like a 24-17 game Lions. I mean, I don't think they can put up a, a ton of points, but I think they can put up enough to to get in the 20s there. And with Chase Daniels under center and, and Slay back and a bunch of other things going our way, I mean, I see us kind of frustrating the Bears and holding them to uh, – to 17 kind of grimy points so 24-17 give me a Lions victory two in a row Um, and they got a real tough one after that but we'll talk about that another day so um, hope everybody on this thing when they're watching that Thanksgiving game I hope they enjoy um, you know their food some football in the backyard times with their family all that good stuff because man um, just a tremendous Tremendous day, and uh, always a great day for Detroit. Really get showcased and have a bunch of fun with this football game. So that's all I got to say about that. I mean, uh, really looking forward to it. You know, always hype for Lions football, especially on Thanksgiving. So I got the Lions coming out with a big, big victory. So before we get out of here, I just want to hit the people with a few questions. Um, The first question today comes from Graham from Glasgow. Wow, we're getting overseas now. So Graham from Glasgow wants to know, he says, uh, I'm a huge, big fan of the moustache in Movember. Have you ever rocked a stash? And can you name any classic stashes in sports history? Well, Graham from Glasgow, um, it's a good question. Uh, I personally have never rocked a stash. I've kind of had the scruff uh, scruff beard the last few years, but yeah, I can't go stash. I mean, I hate to call him out on the show, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if he listens from time to time, but my Uncle Eric, I mean, man, you want to talk about a moustache. I mean, my Uncle Eric uh, rocks the stash better than Mario from uh, Mario and Luigi. I mean, this guy has an absolute classic. I think he's going full beard now, but uh, man, one of the greatest mustaches ever, ever seen. I mean, if I had to name some classics... I mean, there's only one moustache that I got to name, brother. And that's the Fu Manchu of Hulk Hogan, dude. I mean, that's just, that's the classic right there. I mean, other, <laughs> there, there's plenty of other ones in sports as well. But, uh, you know, sports entertainment, WWE, Hulk Hogan has always had the classic Fu Manchu moustache. So, Graham, I'm going to go with that one today and get us out of here. The next question comes from Peyton from Indy. And for some reason in his question, he actually said that he recently relocated to Denver. So, thanks for letting us know that. Peyton, um, he wants to know, the Lions have had some great Turkey Day games. And they've also had some blowouts. What Turkey Day memories do you have? 
Will Payton, you know, I've already hit on a few of my memories here in the show. I mean, but if I just want to run down some quick ones, let me think here. Um, <laughs> you know, there's been a lot, like I say, uh, you know, in my time as a Lions fan, I wish we had Grifka on because, I mean, he could go back another 30 years and give me some uh, deeper history than even I have. But, uh, you know, I remember Joey... Joey Blue Skies, Joey Harrington coming in with the Dolphins and beating the Lions. Um, for some reason at that point, I was so frustrated with how the Lions were playing. And I was always a Harrington supporter because I thought he had the most talent I had ever seen out of a Lions quarterback in regards to throwing the football. As we all know, he just never had it when it came to leadership, locker room, you know, game day play, all that type of stuff. But he came in and beat the heck out of the Lions on Thanksgiving in another uniform, which was not so great to see. Um, you know, one thing I remember, this was kind of when I was like out on the fringes of a Lions fan, but I remember watching this just kind of on the side at a Thanksgiving, was that game, I want to say it was against Pittsburgh, where it was either overtime, yeah, I want to say it was overtime, <laughs> and they do the coin flip. And they go, heads or tails? And I think Jerome Bettis or somebody goes, um, you know, tails. <laughs> Blatantly says tails, I think it was. And the and the referee goes, the call is heads? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was hilarious because it was just so blatant. I, I don't know how the guy mixed it up, but he, he calls the wrong thing. And I want to say the Lions, uh, you know, Again, I don't have it right in front of me, but I think they end up winning that game or something. But that was a hilarious uh, Thanksgiving. I hope I have that right. But, um, you know, that that's a memory I have of, of that one. And then a few years ago, I mean, the Lions had a, the Eagles, I think it was, on Thanksgiving and just blew the doors off them. I want to say it was like 45 to 10 or something like that. I mean, Calvin... Uh, Grifka's boy had like three touchdowns. That was that was at the peak of where he was before he went down the tubes and quit on the team. But uh, <laughs> um, that was kind of a fun one to watch. And then I know we've had some battles where like the Patriots came in years ago and we played them tough, but I think ended up losing the game. So, um, you know, Lions always seem to play big, but there definitely have been days where they've just got, got whomped by certain quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, things like that. So... Uh, Peyton, appreciate the question. Uh, good question. Fun to reminisce a little bit. And our final question is from Lomas from Florida. Lomas wants to know, he starts his question with, Hey, hey, hey. Uh, have turkey, uh, what's your favorite turkey day side item? Well, Lomas, you know, I'm not sure if you're a, a big fellow, but by that hey, hey, hey at the beginning, uh, I would assume you are. And uh, I'm sure you like the uh, Turkey Day grub, um, the main meal, the side items, all that good stuff. So, I mean, man, it's a tough one. If I had to pick, I mean, my grandma's such a good cook. I mean, she just makes the greatest food all types of the year, but especially around Thanksgiving time. There's a it's not a side item per se, but her favorite thing she makes is uh, turkey broccoli casserole, which is this crazy, like, shredded turkey with broccoli and crumb crust and cheese and all types of goodness in there. That's incredible. But if I got to pick a side item, I mean, it's hard for me to pick between these two, but, but mashed potatoes and 
stuffing. I mean, if I had to pick one out of those two, I'm going with stuffing, and here's why. Stuffing, for years and years, was like an item that I would never see until Thanksgiving Day, and then when it would come out, like, either if it was the homemade or if it was the stovetop out of the box, like, just tremendous. I mean, stuffing is an underrated side item or food in general, so... I realized I liked it so much and went so well with like a good piece of meat or, you know, just a good meal you'd make at home that I buy it all year round now, man. I'm getting the, uh, the turkey stovetop stuffing all day from the store and, uh, you know, make that up in the microwave in a, a few minutes, which is my favorite. And then, uh, just putting that, like I say, with a good piece of chicken or even a steak sometimes, a little side of stuffing and maybe either mashed potatoes or, um, side of veggies with uh, maybe some mac and cheese i mean that's the way to go so if i gotta pick my favorite side in uh, lomas i'm going with stuffing all day bro so um that's all the questions we have for today again wanted to do a show wanted to keep it a bit shorter um, no grifka none of my other buddies were able to make it but definitely want to get you guys a kool-aid cast talking panthers win hyping up this thanksgiving game again throughout my prediction I think it's another ball game we can win so everybody I totally thank everybody for listening supporting the Detroit Kool-Aid cast we're still having a bunch of fun with this thing love seeing the numbers go up every week love seeing you guys uh, you know connect with us in all types of ways please uh, hit subscribe on iTunes please tell a Lions fan hey you want a fun show to listen to every week where these guys just talk football there's no ads there's no wasted time um, send them our way and tell them to drink a big, tall glass of Detroit Kool-Aid. So, everybody, enjoy this holiday. Enjoy this football game. Um, keep being optimistic about our Lions. They can get it together this year as well as look forward to this offseason. It's going to be a big one. So, as me and Griff always say, drinking in. We'll be back next week talking all types of things. Talking about the Thanksgiving recap. We'll be talking about a really big, tough game with the uh, Los Angeles Rams coming uh, into our house so see if if we can uh, continue to play good and see what happens there so again everybody thank you so much have a great thanksgiving happy holidays to everybody and we'll be back next week on the detroit kool-aid cast we're out Drink it in, man.